You don't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come closer. Settle down. Why are you so far away? Do we stink? Do I need to be? No, too no, much. That's too, too much. much. Too close. A little too close. There. Is Welcome it? to Agrabah, <laughs> city of mysteries and enchant. You know that. You know the Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Baba. Blah. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> Welcome back to Dropout 7, folks. Thank you for joining us again. Today we have a very, very special guest. His name is Jonathan Robinson. Jonathan, welcome to the show. But thanks, man. But we don't call him Jonathan. No. We that call him J-Rob. J-Robbery. Uh-huh. Or Drob. Or Drob. Or Hey, you. Or, or <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we call him that, too. Hey, you. <laughs> hey, boy. You with the face. Hey, guy. Tall <laughs> one. Except there's a guy on campus who has that name, guy. Guy. So he, he, he's, he's a cool. he's an avid listener. He's awesome. Is he really? He's yeah. An avid listener. He loves he's a terrific. Shout out he, to guy. Shout out to guy card and uh, maybe I shouldn't have said. No, maybe not. Everybody's <laughs> gonna look him up. <laughs> Sorry, guy. We didn't mean to increase your followers. Watch a bunch of random like people spamming him on the social media. Paparazzi, you're following guy everywhere. <laughs> to be fair, you cut it off, so like it could be any slew of last names. Now you cut it off at card. Yes, you just reiterate. Now everybody's gonna look it up. You ruined it. Oh man! How? Oh. Oh. Are we ready to go? I don't know. Are we? Do you want to get this show on the road? We're gonna begin with a prayer. Lucas, would you uh, would you lead us off? And if you wouldn't, J Rob, will you lead us off? I think J Rob should lead us. J Rob, will should you lead I? us off? In yeah, prayer? of course. Why not? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for this beautiful day to further glorify you. We thank you for um, the gift of our lives. We thank you for all the blessings that you've poured out upon us. All the sufferings that we've faced, whether we're facing them now or have in the past, demons that continue to haunt us, we give them all to you. Lord Jesus, allow us to Make of ourselves a sacrifice and a gift each and every day to those around us and to you. We ask this all through your blessed name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. J. Rob, once again, it's very good to have you here with us. And you were aware of the questions. We sent them to you in advance so you could do a little prep and prayer. Indubitably. And uh, I think that uh, means we should start with the first one. The first question being... Yes. What particular obstacles and challenges did you face when you uh, when you first discerned out of seminary, when you were in that initial stage? Yeah. So, obviously, I've spent a lot of time uh, praying about that over the past few months, however long. I think the first one, the biggest one right off the bat when I left seminary was just the immediate loss of brotherhood. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when you're in seminary... You're surrounded by, what, 60 other dudes who are just, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're always there to, I mean, they're with you in this journey uh, to the priesthood and just in discernment and at very base value. And I just remember probably about two weeks after leaving, I, yeah, there was, there was kind of a, I would almost say an identity crisis a little bit. Mm. Um, mm. That, that might be the best way to put it, just because... You know, all my guys were over there. Yeah, of course, I had some friends on campus, too. Um, but it was just some of my best friends. You know, I mean, we had 
shed tears together, shed mm-hmm. blood maybe here. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. What goes on over there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, just a lot of good times. Um, and yeah, after leaving, it was kind of like, wow, I. And this will get into like further on in our conversation, but um, and I'll speak more on it. But just all of a sudden, I had to be really intentional, and because I mean, mm-hmm. we were literally living together, um, all of us, and so yeah, just all of a sudden, I had to be intentional, and even deeper. I think this got ingrained a little bit. This is kind of second point was I think that I started to believe that seminary was my ticket to heaven. Mm. Um, which I think goes along with that identity crisis that maybe I faced a little bit. Um, Ooh, can you can you say more about that? The ticket to heaven, mm. and then obviously being without that ticket, having that ticket kind of blown away in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say a heartbreaking moment, man. I, I picture the Polar Express, the golden ticket or whatever, <laughs> goes flying away, and you think, "Oh, I lost it. <laughs> I can't. I can't make it anymore. I. They're gonna kick me off the train." I. I think along with like the lo- like loss of my ticket, quote unquote, mm-hmm. which I didn't actually lose. I never lost that. But I think inside my own heart, I felt like there was a devaluing of myself along with that. I, I mean, any identi- identity crisis, I think typically happens because you're placing your identity in something that either doesn't deserve to have your identity placed in or you're placing it in something extrinsic to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I think there's maybe just this, I mean, I struggle with inadequacy to begin with, but I think I just felt like I lost some value in myself when I wasn't a seminarian, when I wasn't this seminarian for the great Catholic church, you know, which is worldwide, <laughs> universal. So yeah, just loss of identity was big thing. Another thing was fear of judgment. I don't know if you guys experienced Ooh. that when you discerned out just like, what are people going to think of me um, in leaving the Catholic Church? Like you and your whoa, heart. Whoa, 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 whoa. You left the Catholic Church? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Wind sorry. back your steps there, man. Wind back. Okay. <laughs> you lost the <laughs> ticket. You didn't leave. <laughs> you didn't know I'm Presbyterian now? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> sorry. Not Let's just wind that back. Go again. We, we can cut that Let's out. Let's give that another try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember where I was at. Just... In discerning out, um, I think it was like, what are people going to think of me for having left the seminary? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, and I don't know if you experienced that at all, Lucas. I think it wasn't so much after I discerned out that I had felt that, but it was when the faculty were starting to talk about it at first and they were like suggesting it to me in our dialogues. Mm-hmm. I was like, one of the first things that hit me like, oh no, how many people am I letting down? You know, with scare quotes, letting down. Or, you know, how many people have invested something into me. And so now I feel like I'm obliged to give them what out. they were expecting of yeah. me. Yeah. I had that, the more like, this is what people have given to me. Like, now I feel like I have to. Yeah, no, I didn't have that as much. I just, I discerned out. It's like, when it comes <laughs> up, it'll come up. And as people ask, I'll tell them. But otherwise, like, no announcements were made really for me. I was a very odd duck. Like, no, like my home parish. Like, I over winter break, I had a priest, like, so, what's the seminary you're like, I don't know. I'm not, se- I'm not a seminarian anymore. He's like, Wait, oh. What? Yeah, I've been out for six months and he just found out. Oh. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I didn't have that really. Like, people are still finding out to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. No, but I feel that. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I do feel it as well. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, is because when I discerned out, 
way back early fall this past year. And so because of COVID, we couldn't go back mm-hmm. from campus. So nobody really, I didn't get to talk to anybody in person until oh, I went back over right. my break. So it was just kind of, you get back and even though I think my pastor made an announcement saying, oh, like pray for Jonathan, he, he discerned out. It was still kind of a, it was this awkward in between period when I would go to daily mass or mass there in my home parish over winter break. And, you know, they, I had a couple people come up to me and kind of do the same thing. Like, oh, how's seminary? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, about that. Uh, I'm not in anymore. So <laughs> yeah, just that initial fear of judgment and a bit of a identity crisis in like, okay, I need to once again place my value in being ultimately a beloved son as opposed to mm. anything extrinsic to it, even in being a seminarian. Because, I mean, the process of discernment still happens outside of seminary. It's not just a seminarian mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah. How did you face some of those problems, J-Rob? You mentioned kind of like the identity crisis, um, that fear of judgment. Um, you said a little bit of inadequacy stuff. It's like, how have you sense discerning out come to not come to terms, but started coping, started healing, started moving forward with those things. Right. Yeah. So just some stuff that came to mind for me was that, especially in trying to reap the fruits of seminary time, it was an ever growing time of appreciating monotony and transcending mm-hmm. mediocrity. Uh, oh my gosh. What a gem. <laughs> okay. Say that, say that one more time, please. Seminary was the ever growing time of appreciating monotony and transcending mediocrity. Mm. And kind of what I mean by that, monotony is like just trying to learn to appreciate each and every second, like the the repetition, the order, mm-hmm. um, because I mean, every day is pretty much scheduled out for you. Every minute. Exactly. I don't know if you guys had that, but <laughs> yeah, but I was even given a specific bathroom spot. <laughs> I, I could, <laughs> two o'clock, pee. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I missed it. Oh, I'd have to wait until four. <laughs> you, you got one every two hours? Lucky ducks. I have one like every eight. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, that was... Father Horhan knew I could take it. <laughs> I signed up for the four-hour the four hour slots. <laughs> this got way off where it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, we just butchered your no, whole... No, I think it... Yeah. Perfect. Um, We're relaxed, you remember? <laughs> But yeah, just order, order, and plan my day. Mm. Because order is a good thing, and I think everybody desires it to a certain extent. Nobody d- craves instability or volatility. I'm an agent of chaos. <laughs> I'm like a dog chasing cars. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do if I caught one. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to get sued for copyright there? No. Uh, yeah. uh, we might. <laughs> some, basically, that was my point, Jared. Some people do. No. Some people do no. crave no. <laughs> anarchy. I mean, in, sorry, keep going. <laughs> in a distort, I mean, that's a topic in and of itself. Like oh, yeah. the maybe the addiction to chaos. I think I think that can be oh. formed very easily. That like, sounds like a podcast maybe for another day. A whole episode to itself. That sounds mm-hmm. like a whole series to itself. <laughs> addiction <laughs> to anarchy. That's, that's everyone, calm down. We don't have time this semester. <laughs> Lucas and Isaiah's second podcast. No, quit. <laughs> <laughs> anarchy addicts. Saint Mary's University. Rated R starts Friday. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, J. Rob. We're completely, <laughs> we completely just dismantled your whole approach. Please, please take it once more. Yeah. Um, no, so just order and planning. 
that was one thing. Along with this, the intentionality that I brought mm. up in the first thing. Mm-hmm. This goes along with losing that immediate brotherhood that was mm-hmm. like right with me. All of a sudden, I kind of had to go back to how it was before seminary where I would plan out times like, hey, you want to have breakfast at this time? Or, hey, you want to hang out at this time? So I really had to try to shift back to that. And that too, especially when I entered into a relationship with my now fiance. Um, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, especially like trying to manage relationship, friends, um, still trying to reap the fruits of seminary because I mean, those fruits you'll see mm-hmm. for years to come, mm-hmm. even if you were only in for a year or two years, however long it might be. So yeah, it basically just came down to intentionality and consistently trying to bring back that order because otherwise... I know that that temptation to go to chaos, that twisted part of me, it could come out otherwise if I didn't manage it. So the third question, J. Rob, you yeah. talked about the challenges. You talked about how you faced them. But what about let's let's, let's take a little turn here. What about all the the blessings and graces that you've received from your understanding, specifically from your discerning out period, the the different ways you've been gifted and blessed because of the transition. Yeah. Can you speak to those a little bit? Yes. So I think um, even transitioning kind of from the last point, I think a lot of the intentionality and um, trying to appreciate monotony, it goes along with, like it combats the temptation to go fast. And ever since getting out of seminary, I've, I think I've grown a greater appreciation for St. Joseph. So mm, mm. Shout out to him as yeah, well. Feast day two days ago. Exactly. Solemnity two days ago. Solemnity. Mm-hmm. Happy belated solemnity, yeah. Um, but I think he combats a lot of those silent battles of mm. masculinity. I mean, it goes into, like, we hear about his hidden life a lot. I mean, he doesn't have a, a single line in the Bible, and I, I think that that's for a reason, too. It wasn't just, you know, John didn't get around the sharing any of his quotes or something. <laughs> Just Luke, like, we don't have space. We can't write anything about him. We gotta go. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, Big Graces was just a lot of self-awareness. Um, and once again, reaping those fruits of just how did I grow throughout this time? Because I think there's that temptation once you get out of seminary to be like, oh, this time was all for a waste. Or, mm-hmm. or it could be. I'm sure people who have been in a dating relationship and eventually broken up, they can be like, this was all a waste. This was all for nothing. All the effort I put in, it was kind of null and void. But that's never the case, especially when you just think about how every second has a purpose in God's divine Mm. will. So just reflecting on that in terms of seminary and now being out. I I know that I've grown in a lot of self-awareness throughout being in my relationship with Stacy, my Mm -hmm. dad. Uh, <laughs> you baby, my, <laughs> my little panda bear. Oh, oh. oh my god! Oh. We can cut that out if you'd like. <laughs> it's, it's okay. No, leave it in. I like it. Okay, our listeners okay. will as well. You, you can cut it out if you want. You baby. <laughs> I like the panda bear. Honestly, that's cool. No, she's awesome. She's great. She's a great woman. Yeah, but it's just interesting because um, this is something I I'm going to continue to pray on need to at least is a lot of my wounds that I had in seminary and as a single man they've uh kind of taken a new form in a in this mm. relationship because mm. it's now like I'm not just caring for my own heart I now have this woman that I'm trying to pursue and care for hers so there's something there there's a lot of self-awareness that has happened through that and sure 
Um, she's very good at calling me out on things too, which I appreciate. Nice. Um, just, nice. yeah, being challenged. So I know that there's been that St. Joseph. Um, I think there's been that ever increasing desire to slow down and take the spotlight off of me. Um, just mm. not wanting to be the center of attention, but rather giving the attention to others and allow others to just shine. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect at that. In fact, very flawed, but um, that's kind of what I'm working towards. And St. Joseph has been huge in that. So I think just those two things ever since discerning out huge, just my relationship and St. Joseph. It's it's been amazing. A lot has happened. I'll say that much. So trying to sum it up in however much time we have would be difficult. All the time in the world. (laughs) <laughs> podcast goes on hey, you don't edit this days. thing man <laughs> I don't, don't want to be here for two weeks <laughs> well that sucks let's make it that way I'm just kidding we're going <laughs> tough love man get over it <laughs> suck it up well j Rum, thank you first of all for your vulnerability for your honesty mm. for blessing us with your a little bit of your story and uh this would normally be the end of the podcast except we have a random fourth question. We got a spicy question coming your way. Yeah. Provided by none other than <laughs> Isaiah Lippert. I was going to say you, Lucas. Oh, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to goof you. Just Josh, uh, yeah? So, J-Rob, normally, when a seminarian comes in and they're dating someone, right. I always jokingly ask, when's the ring? But... Uh-huh. You beat the punchline. You got one. <laughs> yes, you already so. told us. <laughs> I mean, so, I... I uh. I'm going to quickly come up with this spicy one. Ah, okay. <laughs> this one is going to be... No. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. This one, I'm going to ask you to take a second and reflect on as I question it. Okay. So, in seminary, we prepare in a form to live single celibate lives. How is that formation benefited you in your relationship with Stacey? <sighs> I'm going to need to, uh... Spicy question. You have to give it a shot. Oh, it might be a lot of thinking out loud. So, folks, actually, this is going to be a fun little meta thing we're going to do in the podcast. I'm going to announce to you right now that I'm going to edit out all the space between now, between when I snap my finger, and Joseph and, and J-Rob's response. It's going to be like two seconds. Ready? Yeah, so that's a wonderful question, Lucas. Um, doesn't challenge me at all. Uh, <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, total lie. No, sorry. The first thing that comes to mind is just how to live chaste and how you see that. Not not just in a physical sense either, but mm-hmm. very much in a in a spiritual sense. Like how does chastity look in that? And even obedience and even poverty. Because that's the ecumenical councils. Yeah, yeah. Evangelical. <laughs> the ecumenical <laughs> councils. <laughs> Those are the councils for when we meet with the Lutherans and the... <laughs> the other faith denominations. It's the ecumenical councils. <laughs> evangelical Dang councils. It. Yeah. So, the evangelical councils. So, yeah, I guess I think of poverty and yeah, chastity and obedience. Poverty, I think, it has always been the most profound to me, if I must especially in single and single life and how that looks because it just reminds me of humility 
and especially while I was in the seminary, I always compare it to my favorite station. It's fitting since we're in the time of Lent. Mm. I, I can't remember which one it is, but it's where Jesus is being stripped of his garments. Mm-hmm. Like 10, I think. It's yeah, I think there. it's 10. No, it's 9th. I think it's 9th. I was one off. Because you got... <sighs> Sorry, roll. <laughs> doesn't matter. We're rolling. It's yeah. the ninth. <clears throat> I always compare Jesus being stripped of his garments to exactly what happens in the seminary. Because think about it. He gets stripped of all of his attachments, even his clothes. Like, all of his earthly attachments is just stripped off of him. And then that's where he's going to be crucified. And I feel like that's exactly what the priest's ordination day is, where he is crucified on the altar and ultimately, like, given the wounds of Christ there. I know that's some maybe (laughs) super deep imagery, but that's what I always think of when it comes down to the seminary. No, right on. But the same thing can happen for a man on his wedding day, too. Mm. He very much, like, that is kind of his crucifixion. I know, uh, Lucas, a while back when we were having a conversation, um, I shared with you, like, especially right when I began dating Stacy, was what is my cross to bear? Like, mm-hmm. um, is the, is she going to be my cross to bear? Not in a bad way. Stacy is just such a cross. <laughs> yeah, that's no, I mean. that's not what he means. <laughs> Do not take that the wrong way. <laughs> but is this going to be basically how I give of my life? Mm-hmm. And that's what I was praying through. And ultimately, I think that's what seminary, you know, when people come to seminary, they have no idea in reality if they're going to become, they can think they're going to become a priest. They can think that, oh, like, I'll give it a year or two and then discern how to become married. They can go in with any mindset, but ultimately they don't really know, like, especially if they give it into God's hands. Um, and I feel like that's where you learn a lot of poverty, humility, chastity too, just allowing what I think of is that integration between body and soul too, especially in chastity. And, and then obedience, what I think of in that is first being a beloved son. And when you are first a son, then you can become a father. Mm. And God willing for me, I don't know, maybe uh, once I become a husband, you know, hopefully fatherhood yeah, is down the road. Same thing with spiritual fathers, too. Just learning to be obedient. They still have to be sons, first and foremost. Mm. Makes me think of is actually a reading from the gospel today. But unless a grain of wheat shall fall to the ground and die, Ooh. it remains but a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And Yeah. Mm. Marriage. Well, you don't want to think of it as a place where I'm going to die or get crucified, you know, placed onto an instrument of torture. It's a place for you to, yeah, empty yourself of yourself and you like give giving. to others. Yeah, life give giving. life yeah. to others. Yeah, I think that actually that's been a huge blessing, that conversation that we had. Fall semester when you talked to me about carrying the cross and like having her become a cross in a sense. Like that's actually like changed the way I pray. Like to this day, like I'll go into prayer. It's like, what's the next crop? Like, what what am I going to give my life to, and how do I give my life to it? Yeah, and we have to realize too that Christ didn't hate his cross. That's yeah, I think no. what I love about. But I think that's the station that's, that stood out to me the most, just the carrying of the cross. Yeah, he, and how he embraces it as if it was yeah. someone he loved, or at least he, that was he the, lays his hands on it tenderly. Well, hey, J. Rob, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. We have no more questions to give you, and we do not have the patience to receive any of your questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> so get the heck out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, thank you for joining us and for sharing your story. Yeah. We really appreciate it. This Thanks, has guys. been a gift. What yes. a gift. 
what a, what a gift. K regalo. What? S- Spanish for what a gift. Oh. Yeah. I took Spanish in mm. first grade. And I, My Spanish is limited, sorry. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> well, folks, thanks for joining us uh, yourselves as well. We hope you uh, tune in for our next episode, which will be with another fellow seminarian dropout, whose name I don't know if we know yet. I don't know who's next. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. But hey, once we do, tune in. Uh, we hope to see you there. God bless. Bye. Bye.